Today's read, Midnight, a gangster love story by Sister Soja, chapter 54, Paying Up. Naja to the sitter, Uma to her job, Akimi and I to the bank. Akimi took a seat on a comfortable chair in the bank waiting area. Same teller, the usual Monday visit, she accepted my deposit, looking only at her own hands, counting the small sum of money. She stamped my passbook and slid it through the slot. She glanced over at Akimi and said to me, Are you serious? Let me get some paper rolls for pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, I asked. She rolled her eyes, then hesitated. Please, I added. She gathered them and passed them to me, and we left. Some of these black American females are funny, I thought to myself. They don't know how to carry themselves or treat a man good, as if fucking is all there is to it. There is no sweetness in them. They stay on attitude all day long. Then they get mad when a man treats any other woman special. That teller had been seeing me around and knowing me for at least five years. I barely ever got one sentence or half a smile out of her. So why was she in my business? Why did she care who I loved? Akimi needed to make a stop in Queens. I took her by her uncle's house, even though I knew he was not home and that they were already at their family store and Sachi was already in school. I still didn't go inside his place. When Akimi finished up and returned outside where I was sitting, she pulled a flyer from the MoMA out of her front dress pocket. She pointed at the name of the museum. Today, eight, she said, having learned a bit from Naja, who had her own way of making her lessons stick. Tonight, at 8 p.m., I asked her. Tonight, 8 p.m., she corrected herself with a smile. I knew that's when I needed to pick her up. I also knew I would have to miss Dojo tonight to be on point with Uma, Naja, and her. After I dropped the Kimi off, I headed down to the lawyer's office about the house. Well, you look relaxed, the lawyer said. Did you have a good weekend? I'm good, I smiled and thanked her. Okay now, the inspection has been completed. It's an old house with a few problems, nothing major, but you knew that already, right? I knew the house was old, I agreed. Well, the wiring on the house, the plumbing, the structure itself is great. Sometimes these old houses are built much stronger than the new ones. The new ones can easily be all cheap wood, drywall, and sheetrock. Somebody lights a match, then poof! The whole place blows up in minutes. She dramatized and laughed at herself. The inspection reveals that you may need to replace all of the windows. They suggest especially the ones on the first floor. If this is something you can do in the summertime when you move in, you will end up saving yourself a heap of money on heating for the fall and winter. Windows, I repeated aloud, thinking... Also, the roof of the house was replaced um, two and a half years ago, so that's good. 
this is a relatively simple buy since you want to purchase the home without a loan. You certainly eliminated the lion's share of the work. No mortgage fees, credit checks, high interest rates. Great, she said, smiling and folding her hands in front of herself. So, we have the title search and the inspection completed. We can make our offer and sign the contract so that Mr. Slursberg can at least take down his for sale sign, keep the house off the market to other potential buyers. You don't want to get in a bidding war and have some other buyer drive the price up, she said, finally taking a breath. As much as I enjoy working together with you, since you are underage, which I find unbelievable, I will need you to come in with your mother. I know you said she has to work. We can set something up for, say, six o'clock this Thursday evening, she asked. That's fine, I answered. We'll give Mr. Sersberg a call then. I'll also set up your options for a home insurer. Of course, you'll want to insure your house and property, right? She asked. I thought of Chris's father with the mention of insurance. Of course, I responded. Would you like me to see if we can push the closing date up some? She asked. Closing, I responded. That's the day you actually pay all of the sums, become the owner, and receive the keys to your new house. The way it stands, I don't see any reason why Mr. Slursberg has the date pushed all the way back to June 1st. Oh, if you could see all of the junk he has in that house, I said laughing, you would know why he has the move-out date pushed all the way back. Such nice teeth, she said to me, then looked back down at the paperwork. Thank you, I responded. I leaned forward and dropped my head a bit, as I often do, to avoid meeting women's eyes. If you could get the date pushed up, that would be more than perfect. We really want to move as soon as possible, I told her. Seated on the wall outside of her office, I was thinking numbers. 80,000 for the house. Another thousand for the closing costs including the lawyer's fees, the home insurance cost, the house appraisal cost, the inspection cost, and the title search. Let's say we're at 81,500. Then there would be the actual small house repairs, paints and supply costs and move-in fees. Let's say another thousand dollars. Now we're at 82,500. We've got 85,300 in our account. Once we buy the house, we'll only have $2,800 left. But the flip side is, there would be no more rent to pay, no mortgage to pay, no bank to seize our house when business got slow or tight and peace of mind. I jotted down a note to myself, property taxes. I forgot to ask about the amount we needed to pay for our property taxes. I hated that we had to pay them, but I knew that we had no choice. It seemed like a legalized criminal way for the government to still be collecting some form of rent 
from a homeowner. They wanted us to pay for our houses twice. My personal savings, seven years of delivery tips plus money set aside for nine months working at Joe's, and three loose diamonds given to me by my father. That was my total financial value. I took my assessment and used it as motivation to get my ass up and pursue the stream of new clients who had phoned into Uma Designs over the past week. I jumped on the train and did what I do. Make appointments. Keep appointments. Conversate with the clients. Make arrangements and take measurements. By 5 p.m., I picked Uma up. Then we picked up Naja. I secured them and went to ball practice.